Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Pastor Dan's sermon continues from last week's broadcast. God will still keep his promise to Abram that his seed would be blessed. And so Hagar's son Ishmael has a blessing today. They got a whole lot of oil going on. Did you hear me? But God was not in that. Women strategizing was in that. And Abram feeling a whole lot of, if I don't do something while I can still do something, I won't be able to do something. And now he's 99 and he can't do nothing. You understand what I'm saying? It's just not working. But God shows up. What God shows up? I want to tell you who it is that shows up. It says, when Abram was 99, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the almighty God. That name that God is revealing to him is the name El Shaddai. I want you to know today that when God shows up, he wants to show you that he has provision for you. God is revealing his name to a man that he had made a promise to, and that man so far has left the place where God told him to leave and to go start a new life, but we still have him not fully seeing the manifestation. He's beyond frustration. He's now in complete and total, it'll never happen. But God shows up again, and when he does, he takes God at his word, and God is reading that man's heart. When God speaks to him, and he, did you hear me? He's reading his heart. And when he says, I am the Lord God Almighty, I am El Shaddai. When he heard God say that's who he was, he believed because he knew that voice, and he believed he was about to hear another expression of who God wanted to be in his life. He still knows that his body is not able to do what in the natural it should do. But when he took God at his word and God read his heart in the matter, God began to do a work inside of his body. Can I get an amen? And so this powerful revelation of El Shaddai for us is very important. There's a, there's a man named Dr. W.A. Criswell, and he talks about El Shaddai. And as he does, he says this, it is the further enrichment of the supreme name of Yahweh. Yahweh is represented by the El here in the name El Shaddai. God, the all-sufficient one. God, the almighty one. God, the all-powerful one. God, Yahweh El, who is omnipotent. All power. You ought to just shout it out, all power. Not some power, not that power, not her power, not his power, all power. God is omnipotent. He is El Shaddai, the almighty God. He is God almighty all by himself. He is Yahweh, the supreme God, almighty, all supply, all powerful. It will be done. 
so when he said his name to him, Dr. Criswell is saying that this name El Shaddai literally means sufficiency, sufficient. He is the self-sufficient. God doesn't go to Walmart to shop. He sends us to go do that and love on somebody. The other day I went to Walmart and had to get a few things and there was a lady pulled up in her little scooter. You know, the Walmart scooter and she's sitting there and I see her kind of thumbing through her purse and she's looking at her stuff and she's just got a few things there and I'm thinking, you're the God that is more than enough. So as I pay for my stuff, I got one of those cards over there, pulled it off the, the rack and I told a woman, fill it. And I said, put a hundred dollars on that card. And she said, okay. I didn't do it loud. I just said, put $100 on that. And so she put it on. And then when she was done ringing me up, I turned and looked at that lady and said, did you know Jesus loves you? Yes, I know he does. And it came out of her like, I know he loves me. I'd like him to love on me a little bit more right now because I'm just kind of in a hurting place. You could just see it on her face. Yet you saw that I know he loves me. But you see that and I go, did you know that he has a plan for you? Oh, yes. I know he does. Well, that plan includes you getting blessed today. And I want to tell you something. He is the God of more than enough. So put your purse away and use this card. There's $100 on there. I'm sure it'll buy whatever is on that, 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 in that basket you got, and it'll be more. You can put some gas in your car. And I said, I bless you in the name of the God who is the God of more than enough. His name is Jehovah, and he is also called Jesus of Nazareth. And she's like, yes, he is. Amen. And then she pulls her card up, and she's got that card in her hand. And you know, and there's the, the clerk going, that was so nice of you. And I'm, no, that was Jesus. That wasn't me. I went shopping at Walmart because the Lord sent me to be a blessing. But God doesn't go to Walmart. I tell you that story because I want you to see that God was the God of more than enough for that little grandma that day that whatever she had in her purse and she's trying to figure out, can she make it? She made it! She got everything that was there, could go back and get more if she wanted. Why? Because he's all sufficient all by himself. And he wants to show his super sufficiency through you and to you and for you. Can I get an amen? amen. Look at your neighbor and say, he promises not to make this a two-part. He promises. He is almighty. He is almightiness. The, Dr. Criswell says he is self-sufficiency. He is the Yahweh that is adequate for you to have every victory. And even when the enemy that comes against you is an, a powerful, destructive enemy, El Shaddai rises up and in all omnipotent power overcomes the enemy. Now, when you know that, your mouth starts speaking what your heart knows, and God hears it just like he did on the day he was talking to Abraham. Because when he started speaking to Abraham, Abraham not only believed it, but he responded to it. Bible says he bowed himself before the Lord. He, he, he prostrated himself. He was saying, I believe and I worship the Lord God, El Shaddai. And promise 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, God not only loves to respond to faith, but he is moved to move mountains out of the way of a worshiper. He and she who is giving adoration to the Lord who's revealed himself will always get the next portion, another portion, a larger portion. He always responds to faith, but he is moved by our worship. Jesus performed miracles everywhere he went because of the compassion he had in his heart. But when the leopard, my God, I felt that one right there. There were 10 lepers. Can I say amen to myself? 10 lepers that he healed that day. But one, did you hear me? I said one, come back to him. Probably a Gentile. He come back and he bowed himself and he, he began to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that moment, Jesus, who, in, who had been moved with compassion and healed the other nine and him, then restored the one to complete wholeness. Whatever ears had fallen off the other guy's toes, whatever, whatever it was that had been broken, he healed them and the, and the leprosy was gone. But one was restored to wholeness. Worship my Lord in heaven. I know right now you're saying, but I already went through it. I already had to pay the bill. I've already just suffered financially. I've already gone through the, the mental torment. I've already suffered. I just want to ask you right now to throw yourself before the Lord in adoration. Worship the Lord your God, El Shaddai, and watch what he'll do. Because what happened for Abram was two things, a name change and more promise. More promise was this, not only will you be blessed, but your children and your children's children and your children's children, like the sands of the sea, like the stars of the sky, they'll not be able to be counted. I will make my promise with you and to all of them. That's pretty powerful. One, one re right response to the express revealed name of God got him more than just a blessing that day. He got a blessing on his posterity. Not his posterior, but his posterity. Can I get a witness? Abraham just needed to remember. El Shaddai would take care of him. God would not let his mission for Abram failed, so he changed his name. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, because I was called Danny a lot, sometimes lovingly by my mom, and sometimes like, I know I'm in trouble going to the woodshed, kind of sounding from my dad, whatever. Danny, Danny had different kinds of feels. And then when I got into my 20s and my 30s, I didn't care much for it, although my cousins, they called me that because that's who I was to them, and that, I guess that was okay. But sometimes when an older person would call me Danny, it just kind of chided me wrong. I don't know why. But one day I went to a, a, a school, a training. It was the Elijah House advanced level training. We were going to do the advanced training. And the man I was bunking with at the school for those three weeks, he was a much older man. And he knew my name was Dan. And a couple people had called me Daniel. He said, were you ever called Danny when you were a kid? I said, yeah, yeah, I was. He said, can I call you Danny? And I was ed up with a dumb head and said, yes. 
knowing I'm in an I'm in an Elijah house training that I'm going to have to deal with my roots and my issues. And I just gave him permission to dig around in the roots of Danny. Did you hear me? I'm, I'm telling you. But every time he called my name, Danny, I did not hear. I didn't hear him. Every time he'd say my name, I heard the tenderness of my heavenly father. God was trying to work sonship in this boy long ago. He'd say, Danny, and I would just, yes, yes, sir. i just look at him and respond. There was no chiding. There was no, it wasn't a burr under the saddle. It wasn't a, a rough, you know, um, sandpaper on the heart. It just had this, always had this tonation of just love, tenderness. Well, only the Holy Ghost could have known to pride to prod him or provoke him to call me that and for the Holy Ghost to show me that there was something about that name that was precious to the Lord. I thought about it after a while and realized that, you know, you and I, we just need to come to the Lord, let him reveal himself to us so that even if someone called you by something you didn't like, I told you that story because Abram detested his name. Every time they said, Abram, it meant exalted father. He wasn't even a dad yet until he was 86 when he had the kid with Hagar. Now that didn't turn out so well. So every time someone said Abram, they were saying exalted father. He didn't care much for that. But God, in response to Abram's responding to him, he said, your name will no longer be exalted, Father. Your name will now be called the father of many nations. Abraham. And that name change brought with it a whole heart change, attitude change. And then when he said, you will have a child with her, and her name will no longer be called Sarai, but it shall be called Sarah. She is a princess. So God made her a princess and made him the father of many nations. And you know what? Stuff started working. The Lord restored to her her years. She conceived a child, and Isaac, the son of promise, is born. Why? Because he who is all-sufficient, he who is the almighty God, he who is in... What? Not impotent. How many times have we thought God's just impotent? I keep asking him to do something for me, and he acts like he doesn't have power. He is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. He's not impotent. And don't let the devil tell you that he is. Y'all look at your neighbor and say, he will have to stop sooner than you thought. All right, I'm going to ask you something. Has the devil ever tried to destroy just that promise that you heard from the Lord? Has he ever tried? You know, our mind is the battlefield of it all. Our mind is the place where we struggle. But I'm asking you to let your mind be filled with the promises of God. God told Abraham, I am the almighty God. I am El Shaddai. I am bigger than any of your problems. Just say it out loud. Jehovah, El Shaddai, you're bigger than my problems. When you start singing worship to him, you're telling God he's bigger than your struggles, your problems. I'm telling 
He's the God of more than enough. Can I get a witness? God is working overtime to bring a blessing to you while the devil's working overtime to steal every thought of God's goodness and his promise. Let's just not give the devil any more, any more face time. Can you hear me? Let's give the Lord face time, but not the devil. I'm going to ask you that, to think about this. Abram stood on his ground that day. He believed God. Even though it looked weak, he chose to believe God. And then he bowed himself before the Lord and showed the Lord that in my weakness, I receive your strength. And in that bowing before him, received the promise. There is something that Satan hopes you and I will never find out. He hopes that we find, never find out that we're only as weak as we confess to be. Okay, this is a rhema alert. The devil hopes that you never find out that you're only as weak as you confess to be. Oh, I'm just so weak. <laughs> Stop it. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. The word says he will rejoice over you with singing. That word rejoice is most perfectly translated from the Hebrew. He will dance over you, celebrate over you with singing. God takes party time over his thoughts of goodness toward you. Did you hear what I said? The devil wants us never to speak the promise of God. He wants us to give him access to, let me say it this way, to contaminate your faith. And he does that with this element we call fear. When you and I honor the almighty God, he works a perfect work in our life. I want to just remind you of one more thing. He, he, the Lord God, El Shaddai, he speaks to, to Abraham in this name change. And he says to him, in revealing this to you and making this promise to you, I want you to walk uprightly, perfect, blameless before me. Because with this promise was coming such overwhelming ramifications of the power of El Shaddai that he did not want Abraham to get perverted in his heart towards the Lord and muddy the whole thing up. Abraham had already done some of that previously, had he not? Went to Egypt, told Pharaoh that that was his sister, which she was that kind of kinship in a way, but did not confess that was his wife. Pharaoh sees them sporting <laughs> through his window and thinks to himself, you have brought a curse on me. My intentions were to take her as a bride. How about Abimelech, what he was intending to do? Abram, Abram had some crooked ways in his, in his heart and his thinking. God's now saying, in my revealing to you, I am all-powerful. I also want you to do something. Because this is going to be so magnanimous, so, so powerful in your life, I want you to walk uprightly before me. It's amazing how God, when he reveals himself to us, 
It's not so we can be sloppy in our agape, but it's that we might walk strong in the power and the might of the Lord. Let me see if I can find myself a breaking point. I'll preach this part to myself in the office after a while. How about that? El Shaddai. I picked up this book just the other day. Kim, Ken Hemphill wrote a book on the names of God I was really enjoying. He talked about the almighty God, the mighty one who nourishes. Page 56 in his book says, he's the mighty one to nourish, the mighty one to supply. Our, he is the one who is able to pour out his blessings in its full abundance. In fact, Joseph has been called now to Jacob's bedside as Jacob is preparing to leave the world. And these words come out of Jacob's mouth. And his arms were agile. From the God, from El, of your father who helps you by the almighty or Shaddai who blesses you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lies beneath and blessings of the, of the breast and of the womb. That particular phraseology of Jacob's words to his sons is a declaration that El Shaddai is your all-sufficiency. One translation calls it, he is the many-breasted one, meaning he is nourishment for all. Anyone who comes to him shall receive, and he never runs out. He is the perfect parent. Ken talks about that same El Shaddai in, in Isaiah 66. He talks about him from, he is El Shaddai, the almighty one who would come and bring fruit to the empty womb. He's the living God who could supply in abundance every need. He is the God of comfort who tenderly meets the needs of his people. Can you just imagine the joy of Abram now at that moment? And he must have had an experience of just such delight that God was saying to him, I will forever be unto you, El Shaddai, the one who nourishes. I'm asking you tonight that when you go home, that you'll continue to add the name of the Lord God, Jehovah, in your prayer time. Call on him specific, call on him in these different names. Say to him, you are El Shaddai, you are God the Almighty One, Omnipotent One, all nourishment, all powerful. There is none above you. You are supreme. You are Yahweh or Jehovah, the God who is supreme God. There is none above you. You are Jehovah El Shaddai. So when you look in your cupboards and you're wondering if you'll have enough for your guests that are coming, you start blessing the name of El Shaddai. You worship him. And when you worship him, you get promise. Do you have seed in the ground? I have a lot of seed in the ground and I have a lot of harvest I'm looking on right now. I'm looking, I, let, me, let me just tell you something. I have more seed in the ground than I have received harvest. And I am smart enough to know, mom and dad didn't raise a dummy. I'm smart enough to know that I am expecting that in this life, 
My Bible says if you give up mother, father, brother, sister, house or home, whatever you give up in this life for the cause of the kingdom, in this life, he will bless you. We have put everything off to get into heaven. The streets are gold, don't need any. The gate is pearl, big oyster bed. Gosh, I'm thinking God's pretty wealthy there. He needs you blessed now so that you can be a blessing now so that when little mama is coming through the line, you have extra that you can bless her and say to her, God is the God of more than enough. He is El Shaddai and he loves you. And move on and let God just do a work in their heart. Let them get hungry over it. Come on, somebody. Don't have to do it all. Some water, some plant and sow the seed, some water, God gives the increase. I'm just asking you to be willing to be something in that process. Now look at your neighbor and say, this would be a good moment for you to stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Maybe I can get a couple of you guys to just, just stand. Why don't you maybe go by the doors or something and that way people can, I don't know. Y'all, who's got them? Figure it out and y'all can get them. But take these with you and let people know. We're just believing God for an encounter with his presence on Sunday night. And I'm great. Thank you. Thank you to all the life groups who lifted for that one night to just have this encounter and activation of what God wants to do. But I believe tomorrow he wants to do healing in you and through you. Will you believe with me? So there must be a reason why he's brought this to my memory twice. So I just want to pray this over you. El Shaddai. I call on your name, Jehovah El Shaddai, God of more than enough, the God who nourishes, the God who brings supply. I thank you that right now you are recovering all that's been lost. You are restoring that which the enemy stole through sickness, disease, the thief who came to steal, kill, and destroy. I call for the God of more than enough to nourish the supply of your people and your children in this room right now. I speak the supply of peace. I speak the supply of your goodness, your grace, your love, your mercy, your presence. I speak the supply of resources. I call for God, I ask for, I ask that you would cause the enemy to have to restore, as your word has said, seven times that which he has stolen through sickness, through theft, through that which was uh, scound, uh, just uh, abscounded with. I rebuke you, you, you thief, the enemy, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I call for restoration. Lord, I thank you that we're being delivered this night from the God of just get by. We, we, we repent of that. We'll not think of you as the God of just enough. You're the God of more than enough because you want us to be a blessing in the earth that you've called us to. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.